Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's Red Letter Media. My name is Jimmy, and when I was about four years old going on vacation, I kept intentionally dropping my dad's robot B9 figure and telling my aunt to save him. This was over the course of a six-hour car ride. My name is Jeff, and when I was in middle school, I had a brother word processor, which was basically a typewriter with a monitor. On it, I wrote a serialized story about two blobby, tentacly alien twins who landed on Earth called Tongo Bibongo. <laughs> My name is Dan, and the first thing I did when I signed up for Twitter was live tweet an episode of the terrible Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles yeah. TV show just to troll Jeff. <laughs> that was good. I remember that. And in retrospect, it's so much better than Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's just a simpler time. It's all bad, though. It is. I don't know what you said, Jimmy. Oh, so... What's a B9 robot? <laughs> oh, you don't know Robot B9 from Lost in Space? Lost in Space. Danger oh, Will Robinson. Oh, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah, yeah, his name's Robot B9. I know that because my dad's a huge fan of Robot B9. We have a cardboard stand-in. It's pretty What did you feel about the new Robot B9? I don't remember if he liked it or not. I liked the show. I thought it was actually pretty decent. But the moral of the story is little annoying Jimmy in the backseat yeah. of a car in a car seat thought it was hilarious to throw it on the floor <laughs> over and over again and have his aunt pick it up for him. Yeah, my aunt was talking about that story when we were going to see Kevin Smith a few weeks ago. Yeah. So that was, that's what reminded me. And Jeff, what was your story about? Bongo and Bongo or whatever the hell it was? <laughs> Do you still have a hard copy of that? My dad does somewhere. Oh, I'm going to have to find it. I ju- it just like That's going to have to go on brain. the Patreon. Uh, their names were Tongo and Bongo, and they were <laughs> aliens, and the B meant and in their language, so Tongo B. Bongo was Tongo and Bongo. Wow. You must have been like one of the saddest kids on earth, like <laughs> yeah. just sitting alone writing remember, these things. There were maybe like eight stories. There were like five pages or so each, and like- it was a typewriter, so it was loud. Like you could type it on the on the word processor, and then when you print it, it would automatically print through the typewriter. So it's just yeah. And how old were you when this was happening? God, sixth, seventh grade. Oh, that's way too old. I thought you were going to say six or seven. No, it's it. I was. You must have taken this really seriously. I did. I like drew covers for it and everything. Oh my god. Yeah, I had cover sheets coming soon to Patreon. I don't remember what it was about, the but I know that Tongo Bibongo. They had special powers, but I don't remember their sure powers. Sure, they did. You're Jeff. Of course, they had special powers. <laughs> Oof, that is rough. <laughs> oh boy, Jeff's turning right again. <laughs> I drew pictures of them and everything. <laughs> they were just like blobs with tentacles coming off of them. Yeah, yeah, and they were there was something with Rudy Giuliani in there too. Wow. He, was, he was still the mayor of New York, so he was like they were trying to save him from something, which is funny because now wish they hadn't. Yeah, now, Thanks, he, now he's Bongo. been infiltrated by like a yerk or something. I don't know what's going on. It's... Just a Russian. Great. So, talking about Patreon, Jeff, I think you wanted to talk about it a little bit. 
yeah we got a we got a patreon yeah. <laughs> it's very natural transition <laughs> you're Jim. welcome uh Patre- i tried doing it before but you know it's fine patreon.com slash talk me into there's there's three tiers dollar a month three dollars a month five dollars a month at five dollars a month it means that you really like us you're gonna get some videos and some full episodes yeah that you can't get anywhere else we were talking about possibly doing i don't know if it's gonna be our first one but we were thinking about doing a uh talk you into for breaking bad Ooh! oh my oh yeah it might be coming soon three dollars a month you're gonna get some audio stuff like bands dan have i been in in the past uh the society and breakdown the monsters are due on maple street epr twilight zone also gonna get some old podcasts jimmy had a podcast yeah Yeah, i I had a whole episode about a race that's actually super positive and like really nice so (laughs) weird maybe that's good i didn't know you did that yeah we'll definitely throw that up there and then on the the dollar tier you're gonna get some handwritten show notes some cringy stuff from my youth like my animorphs fan fiction jimmy's supposed to have a sonic the hedgehog notebook somewhere i have a whole notebook that's dedicated to Pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Also, like a uh, webcomic Dan and I did called Bagged and Boredom. Yeah. I We're had gonna... one too called The Dudes, but I don't think that's going up there because that's real bad. I remember that. Wow. <laughs> that was really bad. No, it has to. It, it, I'm putting up my Animorphs fan fiction, dude. You got to put right. that up. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff up there now. There's every month, there's going to be stuff up there multiple times a month. Yeah. Patreon.com slash talk me into. Get it. Okay, fellas. This time, you, it's not week. even that you do it. All, it's you do it for every single thing. <laughs> How else every am I supposed segment? to start a segment? Do, do, reserve it for like when we're coming back into it. Don't reserve it for okay. the talk us into, talk ourselves okay. into, whatever the We don't even have a name for the segment. Okay. 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 Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> this time each week, we take a minute and talk ourselves into something, something little or fun or dumb or whatever. Sometimes it's something big, though, but it's. This week, I have something big that you guys can't wow. connect with me on. Uh-oh. Oh, really? I can't talk you into this. Do you want to know why? Why? Because this week, I'm talking myself into removing my finger cyst. Oh, oh my God. Is it actually happening? It's happening. I have waited for this day for so long. <laughs> like a decade. This is something you guys can't do. This is a path you cannot come along <laughs> with me on. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited right now. We've talked about it on the show before, but if you're a new listener or you missed the episode or you don't remember weird little things. By the way, Jeff and Jimmy have not heard anything about this yet. No, I haven't. I, but, I think you told me. But, but the yeah. backstory before Dan so rudely interrupted me interrupting him is that he has this like a fatty lump. growth like some lump it's not dangerous it's whatever on his index finger so like when you shake his hand it touches you and it's like there's a t- there's a smile face tattooed on it and smile it's just, face also known as a smiley face yeah yeah but i call it a smile face because that that's my new thing smile face guy cool uh it's just gross so dan what prompted this it's been well over a decade so Long story short, when this initially started appearing, I saw a doctor because I'm not an animal. I wanted to make sure it wasn't anything terrible. And he was like, listen, it's a fatty cyst. It started out from playing guitar, putting a lot of pressure, holding a guitar pick and like fluid got under it, blah, 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 blah. He's like, if you want to get rid of it, you can, but it'll take a little while to heal. You might not be able to hold a guitar pick there for like a couple weeks. And I was in a band that was playing all the time, like every single weekend and multiple practices. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I just got lazy and who wants to go to the doctors for no reason? So I just left it. Well, recently I had this weird thing show up on my eyelid that I wanted to get checked out by a dermatologist. 
So I went there and she was like, oh yeah, we can take care of that. That's no big deal. And then I said, while I'm here, what do you think about this? <laughs> and she passed out. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, her job. she was like, whoa, that's interesting. She's like, usually <laughs> they don't appear like that. She was telling me about like different types of growth on fingers and how they're pretty rare to be that size and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's going to lop it off for me. She's like, it's a pretty minor thing. We just put a little cut in there, pull the thing out, stitch it back together. It'll be like two or three stitches. So I had to make an appointment and in a few weeks I will be going and getting my sixth finger on my right hand sliced I off. I am so happy. Here's the question. Are you saving it? If they give me the option, I will be presenting it to Jeff as a gift. <laughs> they for usually do that for like bones. Like you could take bones. Yeah. Or like weird, but like I don't that, know. I forgot to do? ask if they're going to like let me. Well, I watch a lot of Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> And usually these things are pretty self-contained. Like it, it will probably come out as like a ball shaped like how it is shaped on my finger. And if that's the case, you're getting it, buddy. <laughs> I'll literally kick it out of your hand. I don't You'll want take it. it out of the bottle and then just like. What if I it. swallow it and I start growing oh. them all over myself? So the other thing I was cool. going to try to do. Wish I didn't say that. <laughs> the other thing I was going to try to do, depending on if it's allowed, is this might become a patreon exclusive video oh no i mean there's a lot of pop people out there that like dr pimple popper (laughs) it's very successful i don't want to have to record i'll do it jimmy i'll do it i I need (laughs) i'm so emotionally attached to this journey i'll do it we'll have to find out if it's possible if you guys can be there if not if worse comes to worse i could shoot it on my cell phone But we're going to see. There's more to come on this, That's though, folks. That's such a good idea. I'm talking myself into removing my finger cyst. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? So this uh, maybe Let's just end the episode. <laughs> yeah, Let's just go know. home. That was gold, right? I've been saving that. It's pretty good. So this may be a little controversial. Uh-oh. Because I, I, am, I am actually talking myself out of something. Oh. Jimmy, don't break format. <laughs> I'm talking myself out of moving out. Oh, <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how I was reorganizing my bedroom to move out. Here's and, the thing. Sorry, but in classic Jimmy fashion, the guy was packing before he had a place to move to. <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> it's fine. But so what I was intending on doing was moving out, moving closer to work. Here's the situation is that my mom, who is now newly engaged is going to be moving in. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so she's going to be moving in with her boyfriend. Fiance. For fiance. Fiance. Yeah. Um, So the problem is she owns the condo that she lives in now. That you live in. That I currently live in, too. And um, she doesn't want to sell it, at least at this point, so she doesn't know what to do with it. She doesn't just want um, the condo just sitting there vacant. So she presented the question of me of, would you like to uh, rent this out like with a friend or something? I said, I don't know. I was thinking about moving in uh, closer to work and she presented me a, uh, a rent and I had to do it because it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, An so, offer you couldn't refuse. Yeah. So it's three kisses a day. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh boy. That would be the cutest, especially because they're going to be end up living like what, like 45 minutes apart. If yeah. Jimmy had to go there every day for three kisses. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be really fun. But um, so yeah, so I'm going to be getting pretty much my entire condo. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be moving in with a roommate who uh, I have a friend, Corey. I don't know if you're listening, but uh, you better. She, she she is uh, going to be moving in with me. 
So everybody that lives with you should listen to this podcast. Do you hear that, Lindsay? Oh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, my sister and my seven-year-old niece do. Yes. So well, Corey is now obligated. So what I want to know, I know part of this because we are family. Yeah. So I knew this was coming. Yeah. And I've heard from your mom that most of the furniture will be staying. Yeah. For at least for the time being. Which is convenient. Yeah. I mean, who wants to set up a whole house worth of furniture? You guys don't have, I don't know about yeah. Corey, but you don't have a lot of stuff accumulated. Corey has some stuff, but not a lot. Will you be doing some minor redecoration? Yes. Will you be removing the floral paintings? Yes. And replacing them with like a crappy taped on poster of like <laughs> some anime that I've never heard of? No, it's uh, the, the, the floral painting is going to be replaced by the Beatles poster that's up in my bedroom. Okay. That you gave or no, your uncle gave me. Uncle Keith gave that to me. Okay. Yes, that's going to be going there. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing some minor redecorating. I mean, getting rid of some furniture. I'm going to put in a bookshelf downstairs so I can store all my stuff. And yeah, oh. it's going to be great. I'm also going to be eventually getting a new TV too because my mom wants her 55-inch TV. Well, so. Jimmy, I applaud you. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, so that's so I was talking myself out of something, but it was for the positive. And Corey, welcome to the family. <laughs> Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Well, as Dan alluded to, his sister and niece listen to talk me into, so his niece is going to like this one. Uh Uh-oh. So listen up, Beverly. I'm talking myself back into Rancid. Oh. That's right. I never- I've gone through this recently. I never didn't like Rancid, so like their their self-titled album in 2000 really like brought me into punk, like full force, along with like no effect. Is that their big album for you? For me, yes. Oh, I, I'm. It's I'm personally attached. To I'm it. an Outcome the Wolves guy. And Outcome the Wolves is a fantastic album. Like I, I love that. Al- that's arguably their best album, I would say, mm-hmm. and most significant album. But 2000 was the one that really touches my heart, and I love it so much. I still think it's it's a near flawless album. Um, like their, that was their fifth album, and I was really into them. But then even by like 2003 with Indestructible, I'm like, sellouts. You have a video with Good Charlotte and Kelly hmm. Osbourne. Hmm. Bleh. And then uh, Let the Dominoes Fall came out, and then they have another one, like something about heroes. I don't know. I lost track. Yeah, but they just they just came out with another a new one called Troublemaker, and I was like, I'll give this a listen. And I'm like, this isn't bad. Because mm-hmm. like their last album I bought at Bull Moose Records in Maine because they were selling it for $3 because nobody wanted it, and mm-hmm. I've never listened to it. Um, but then I've gone back and I've listened to like Indestructible. I'm like, this is pretty good. Like it's a decent Yeah, album. there was a few bands that quote unquote sold out when we were listening to them. And the same thing I was going to say is against me. Yep. And Searching, then we're like, this search, is a good album. Searching for a former clarity came out and I'm like, this sucks. These guys are. Well, boring. you're wrong about that. I know I was wrong about that, <laughs> but I was like, these guys are soft and they're sellouts. And but they're even posers. the real big sellout album. Um, New Wave. New Wave is not bad. That, that is where I draw the line with against me. Like I went back. And searched <laughs> you're like, no, it's clarity. bad. <laughs> I'm like, this is really good. But like, New Wave and on, I I don't like any of their most recent. Anyway, albums. sorry to interrupt. But the point is, is that like as as I grow and I I listen to more music. <laughs> as I grow, as he's wearing a white and nerdy shirt, as he's I become more mature, <laughs> and he's talking about growing up. He's middle aged. He's I'm, a middle aged married man. Your birthday is like in a he's few like, weeks. When I grow up, I want to be a rancid fan. Yeah. It's true. No, they're, it's just, they're a solid. solid. Um, I did see them a few years ago, and they only performed songs they cut off at Rancid 2000. because they were So at, they know. They're at the Black and Blue Bowl, so they're like, we're playing to the crowd. They didn't play one song after 2000. I'm like, this was awesome. Um, and I've always liked those albums, but the newer ones aren't, aren't half bad, and they're actually still pretty good. Yeah, and what Jeff was alluding to at the beginning of the segment is 
For some reason, my seven-year-old niece fell in love with Rancid. <laughs> I, <laughs> she's smart. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to like get her into bands, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But she loves "And Out Come the Wolves," and now I've like segued into some of the songs off um rancid 2000 and we're getting more into let's go what are her opinions on rancid 2000 because that's pretty she's like they yell a little bit too much (laughs) but she likes some of the more melodic like the weird thing that she likes about that that album is uh i forget the rwanda nope uh, (laughs) that would be a really funny song to hear a seven-year-old no uh it's either brown or black derby jacket the one that matt mccall sings yeah i've got a new perspective on you that that is a funny one i don't know if anyone listening to this has ever heard this album but i've never heard rancid ever oh my <laughs> it's on my short list when we do a record round table i have like oh, three yeah. more i want to get to but anyways i like that one jeff get back into it let me know if the new ones are worth it's it. not life-changing like both of yours but it's it's, it's a fun one yeah it's great 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 Red Letter Media was founded in 2004. It was pre-YouTube. It is a YouTube channel that's predominantly known now. Uh, It consists of primarily three friends, Mike, Jay, and Rich. Um, We stole that idea from us. Yeah, probably. Three friends thing. Yeah. Um, I'd probably describe them as anti-YouTubers because they're they definitely don't go with the trends or whatever. So they're not YouTube guys. YouTube men. Yeah, (laughs) they're 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 not YouTube men, uh, but they are on YouTube. Um, they don't really care about it. It's just a platform for their projects to go up on. I'm sure they make a lot of money off of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. They so, they just sure hit they their uh, million subscriber. They um, care about it, Jim. Don't let them think that they don't. They're <laughs> playing you like a freaking fiddle. Enough, okay. Jeff. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they uh, primarily, their YouTube channel is movie reviews, which I know Dan is quite a fan of. And it is also comedy, which Jeff is quite a fan of. I'm a fan of both of those I'm things. not a fan of comedy. No, Dan hates comedy. I uh, hate people talking about movies. Yeah. So they were discovered early, early on. Well, I wouldn't say that early on. Maybe like 2012, I think, was when they first got discovered. Discovered by who? Uh, the general population So they were doing YouTube. it for eight years with nobody listening? Uh, well, Sounds like all of my it wasn't, projects. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. Um, it wasn't f- uh, before that they weren't doing stuff for YouTube. They were making like short films and stuff. But they started doing reviews, and the first video that really got them popular was a character they call Mr. Plinkett, um, who is a, a character that's sort of like a homebody that he talks like this, and he was reviewing uh, The Phantom Menace. So this is probably their most popular. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was at the time, 2012, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 13 very, years. Yeah. Very, very topical. topical. Um, so... Uh, People were still angry. Yeah. So th- this is a character that was um, that it, he's just a weird character who he allegedly killed multiple ex-wives. He has a fondness for pizza rolls and he hates everything. Huh. Um, so he's like, I'm going to send you a pizza roll. Like he it, it, just his voice in general, I think, is just funny. But their bread and butter, I would say, is a show called Half in the Bag, uh, which is a it, it's a movie review show. Uh, Dan just keeps on. eating. He will brittle. not stop eating the brittle. <laughs> Oh, he's shoving it in there. The crunchiest, loudest snack to ever eat. (laughs) Does it on a microphone. The fourth episode in a row we're recording, he cannot just wait a half hour to eat brittle. You can't hear anything. Continue, Jim. (laughs) But you get, you get, you salivate and you're like, shh, Jeff. (laughs) 
<laughs> so half in the bag is, is definitely their bread and butter. It's it's movie. They're reviewing movies that are uh, like currently out in theaters and stuff. So it, it's definitely their most topical show. Are they drinking while they're doing it? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's how Hence it got started. Title. Half in the bag. Um, it, they don't get super drunk. There is one episode I'm going to have you watch where things get a little crazy. That would have been funny um, if they don't get drunk, but they sit inside of a hefty <laughs> garbage bag while reviewing movies. Halfway. So this show uh, takes place primarily in two locations. It, it's a set and it, it, it's sort of like a story that keeps on going, but the story doesn't matter. It's just kind of a set piece for this review, but it takes place in a VCR repair shop and Mr. Plinkett's house, which oh. are Mr. Plinkett's house is just a, a shitty like just things thrown away everywhere and uh the the main reason mr plinkett calls is that he wants to get his uh tape of night court out of his vcr i think is weird i don't know it's just bizarre and out there um so i'll kind of describe the hosts um there are some people that come and go on the show but it's primarily the three people that are mike jay and rich um mike and jay are primarily the hosts on half in the bag mike is um he's kind of like the mainstream guy he'll watch most movies and generally enjoy them where jay is more of the film buff he kind of likes some of the weird stuff um like john waters stuff um very bizarre weird out there horror movies and stuff but they review pretty much most of the mainstream movies i would say like the marvel movies which they kind of uh i don't know some fans don't like that they only review like Marvel movies nowadays, but mm. it's You're the obligated thing. by law yeah, to review those. At this point, it's kind of like just a way of getting people to watch the watch. Well, the that'll bring in stuff. people who don't watch the stuff. They just see exactly, movie yeah, and they want to hear people talk. Um, about it. But they have really good, they have really good reviews and really good opinions, and they definitely come in there from um, an in, not really a studio insider's perspective, but they're also filmmakers, kind of like me, where they know how movies get made and they know. Uh, they have some insider information and stuff too, but mm. um, it, it's primarily a, a comedy review show, I would say, but definitely an emphasis on the review for for Half in the Bag, where the comedy is kind of like in the beginning and the end. Um, there are definitely some funny moments here and there in the, in the actual show too, but there's that. Um, they also have some other shows too. That's One of them is called Best of the Worst, um, which takes advantage of their huge, huge, huge VCR collection or um, VHS collection. My bad. They don't have a lot of VCRs. VCR. Yeah, they have a, so young and naive. Yeah, the sorry. whole world ahead of them. I had so much VHSs. So, mm-hmm. um, so they take care. They take advantage of their huge movie collection of really weird and obscure out there movies. So they have different backdrops of like. Uh, they have a show called Plinketto where they have to drop a ball and figure out which movie they're going to watch. They just uh-huh. pick like seven random movies. They have another show called Wheel of the Worst where they spin it. It's kind of like uh, Wheel of Fortune, stuff like that. So and- a game that I used to like to play, yeah. since you're bringing up VHSs, is whenever, I still do it, but you see them a lot less frequently now. Whenever I'm at a Goodwill or like a thrift shop yeah. and I see a blank VHS tape, I buy it because <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. see what's on it. Because it's usually, like, weird shit. Yeah. Like, one time, it was an episode and a half of The Sopranos, and I just <laughs> thought it was funny. Like, it was funny to spend a dollar to that see is an episode good. and a half of The Sopranos. And, like, I think one time it was just, like, somebody filming their backyard for, like, a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, So, yeah, they, they do take advantage of that. And sometimes it is weird things like that, like instructional videos for random companies. Like, there's, like, bus driving videos of, like, instructions and doing that. And they review them like they're actual movies, which I think is really funny. But they do have, like, actual movies. The one that I'm going to have you guys watch is uh, 
they do a review of the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so that'll be a fun, fun one. Um, I've never actually seen it, but I've I've what? seen the re- seen the review, but I've never seen the uh, oh, Christmas Jim. special. It is poopums. Yeah. So um, they have two more shows that I'm gonna have you guys watch. Um, review is just how it sounds like. Uh, they're they're reviewing movies that they've seen before. So it's like uh, the episode I'm gonna have you guys watch is Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're gonna do a review of Ghostbusters, and they have a another show that's sort of like a parody of podcasts that are a little similar to us, but. They mostly uh, S Disney's Big D. Um, hmm. So uh, I don't know if I should believe because that. Because it's, it's a proper noun, so it has <laughs> yeah. a big D Yeah, Disney. Yeah. So um, it, it's sort of like a parody of, of podcasts that are like just obviously just corporate shills that are just like Sucking taken Sucking up in. to Disney, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, it, it, it's just a huge parody. There's just one video that makes me laugh like no other. Um, that I'm going to have you guys watch this episode two of the nerd crew. I'm going to have a whole playlist. It's a YouTube channel. I don't know if I said that or not, but uh, I'm going to have a whole YouTube playlist of all the videos that I'm going to have us watch. So there's a little bit of a Mr. Plinkett video in there. I'm going to have like three episodes of half in the bag, maybe two. I don't know if I'm going to cut one. Uh, the episode of best of the worst, maybe a few supplemental things. They just do random little sketch comedy things. Uh, they, they have a video of uh rich, reacting highly quoted reacting to uh uh what's the uh the force awakens trailer the first one that drops oh yeah and it that's comedy gold um and then yeah an episode of review an episode of best of the worst which i already mentioned in an episode of the the nerd crew so yeah i don't think any i don't think either of you have any exposure to this right zero none i've first heard of it just right now just of this podcast when you first mentioned it to us i thought to myself how are we supposed to review red dead redemption what <laughs> oh jeez, no red letter media these guys i think you guys are gonna like them because they definitely don't feel like traditional youtube youtubers men. yeah traditional youtube men um they definitely feel like even though now they just made a million subscribers they if it feels like you're underground watching this kind of thing like it, it doesn't feel like something that's super popular. It feels I'm excited. Like, yeah, I, I'm. I definitely think Dan's going to be talking. to I'm this. intrigued. I this say might excited. be Jimmy's first non-coming of age <laughs> episode. <laughs> I had Game Grumps. That yeah. was the very first YouTube coming of channel. age and YouTube. That's all Jimmy watches. <laughs> that is true, though. Yeah, this is definitely my. I wouldn't say it's my favorite YouTube channel, but it's definitely the best YouTube channel I subscribe to. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Favorite versus best. Oh, yes. I think I heard that with Game Grumps. I think he's just placating to the audience. No, Game Grumps is probably one of my favorites, but I wouldn't say it was the best. Oh. Red Letter oh, Media okay. is definitely better, in my opinion. They talk about Red Letter Media on Game Grumps because they, they like it a lot. So. Um, okay. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to have watched Jimmy's YouTube playlist. Yes. And you should too. I will. Okay, fellows. This week, no reaction. Jimmy asked. Oh, the audience is laughing and applauding. They are. <laughs> they, if they're in their car, they pulled over. They got out. They put on their hats I and clapped. lights. They I jumped clapped. on top of their cars as if they were in their own personal la la. Yeah, I paused for laughter so that they didn't miss a word I said. <laughs> this week or this past couple weeks, yeah, we watched some videos that Jimmy put together for us. I did. Or if you really are sadistic, you watched it all in one night. Yeah. Because they're long. 
<laughs> Red Letter Media, the YouTube channel. I was surprised that neither of you guys knew who these people were, especially Jeff too, because I know you're you you're on the YouTubes. I've not only never seen them, I've never heard of them. They've yeah. never popped up as like you may also like. Yeah. And I'm just not on YouTube, so no, you're an old man. You're from 1953. Yep. Thank you. They're definitely in the. They're starting to become more in the cultural zeitgeist, though. Like they are they. They were in um. I think one of the last ep- or last issues of Mad Magazine, they were uh, depicted in there. I wouldn't call Mad Magazine cultural zeitgeist. zeitgeist. They literally it's just, more than just YouTube. They literally just relaunched issue one to try to get attention after. Oh, like I thought it was, it was being officially canceled or whatever. I think they canceled it after they relaunched it because uh, that was a failure. So cultural zeitgeist, maybe not eh, so much. Well, Anywho, they're, they're crossing media. Is yeah, what Jimmy's saying. Yeah. Um. So Jeff, yeah, what'd you think? Well, the first video. It's called Half in the Bag, and they Half in the bag. They kind of drunkenly, I don't know if it's really drunkenly or they're pretending, uh, to review Endgame. Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, not to be confused with Taylor Swift's song Endgame. Yeah. Or the Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine episode that oh, they that were talking was, about. That was a very funny part of the episode, which we will get to. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they seem pretty knowledgeable. Yes. I like what they had to say yeah. about the movie and how they broke down and their, their criticisms and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like how they were able to cite other films and even include visual clips yeah. to uh, sort of show as an ex- examples so of their I, opinions. I mean, you're watching a video, so adding the video clips is good because you don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to watch two people sitting down, even if, as an aside, I love their set. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. There's a lot of like old, broken technology house. that uh, I'm very familiar with, but- if they didn't, I didn't see the need for this to be a video. Like this could just be a podcast because it's an engaging enough conversation that I would I would rather listen to this on my way to work while cooking dinner mm. than sitting down on a chair. Yeah, they, they like, definitely do has, have a lot of visual gags that do pop up in a lot of different shows. As of right now, they don't. Yes, I understand. So while watching yes. this as my introduction that's why these yeah. happened the bags i was like oh that would be great if this was just a podcast i yeah i felt similarly i i did put this first half in the bag in here uh as the first video mostly because that's how most people would find them is that right. they're looking I up agree. end game reviews or whatever so they would find this one and that would be like their first introduction to red letter media so you order this playlist in a specific order uh for the most part some of them i, I i've realized i messed up Cause, on because moving forward i did think that you did a good job of putting it in a specific okay. order. okay oh that's good um yeah i don't have a lot else to say about this video i thought um some of their Star Trek Voyager conspiracy theories were pretty, <laughs> and, and pretty the humorous. And the were very funny. He was, and, and it doesn't seem like a lot of it was planned. It seemed like a lot of it was just this guy. Um, I forgot their names. Mike and Jay. Mike. Mike is a Star Wars, or Mike is a Star Trek guy. Yeah, he had some very funny stuff. And like, yeah. I like Star Trek, but I'm not a Trekkie. I don't know. Trekker. Tr- Trekker. Trekkie? Trekkie, Trekkie is, is uh, derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. I thought it was good. Like Jeff said, I don't know if it needed to be as visual. And also, I thought that it was a bit long. Yeah. Mm. Did you agree with the general talk about the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Great. Yeah. For this, it's funny because as we're going to watch these videos, it, it is fun to listen to reviews of things. Obviously, we review stuff. But I I really like the reviews because the movies sort of stick out a little bit more. Like, uh, we're going to go next into um, 
once upon a, once upon a time in Hollywood, and um, uh, for that movie, a lot of You're things. Skipping something. You are skipping. Am something. I? The, oh, yeah. Star Wars it holiday. Matter. Okay, it special. but yeah. Jimmy, what was your uh, point? Uh, just the fact that the the points that they bring up definitely enhance the movie for me. Look. Yeah, like um, when they started complaining about Captain Marvel's misuse in the movie, I was like, oh, are these those guys? Mm. But they're yeah. not, because like they did have valid points. And I don't, always I don't know it. if at the time of them filming this, they knew the filming schedule of Avengers and Captain Marvel. Like they filmed this way before they filmed Captain Marvel mm. and Brie Larson didn't she find didn't the even really yet. know what she, she was knew doing. nothing. So like, yeah, it was a little out of place and it's like a huge ensemble movie. So like a lot of those characters did feel a little forced while I liked it in there, but I could see what they're saying. And well, like they were complaining about Thanos's death a little bit. And I'm like, I disagree with that. Um, but the Captain Marvel thing, I was like, okay, deep breath. They're not incels crying on the internet. No. It's interesting that you say that. Let's mm. come back to that theory. Mm. Mm, interesting. Mm. Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, yeah, it's a mystery science theater 3000-ish. Yeah. I thought that the bit in the beginning where they're unwrapping Christmas presents and everyone is a copy of the Star Wars Holiday yeah. Special was pretty humorous. They always have a bit in the beginning of these shows. You're not going to like this, Jimmy. Yeah. I did not like this video. I skipped it halfway through. I I mm. didn't think it was funny. And the the Ishtar bit just went on way too long. It was funny for like a minute. And then yeah. I was like. Yeah. And it came like, up a lot. Because yeah. the Star Wars holiday special. I'm sure most people have seen it. Dan. Jimmy. I've never seen it. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. But like it's. It's just such easy pickings that it's mm. hard to, it would be hard to make a video making fun of it that's not funny. And they succeeded. Well, that's why, that. as you referenced, I don't know why they didn't stick with more of the mystery science theater type yeah, vibe. Yeah, they broke from that. Then they said it really table, quick. And they weren't even talking about the movie. Nope. It was the about, round table. They just yeah. rambled on about other stuff. So that, that's this, when I changed it. So I was, I was done with the video. For this show, they definitely do have more of that. Like the mystery science 3000. 3000 where they're talking about the movie while they're watching it um i chose this one because it is shorter a lot of their best of the worst are over an hour long damn um so i i picked this one and i i i got from the internet that this is a fan favorite mm, um, really i wouldn't say the it's half in the bag was significantly funnier than this. yeah um so i don't know maybe it's just because you don't really know the crew as well in the very beginning to me, they ride the line of informative and funny, which is a sweet spot if you can do it yeah. right. Um, the problem is I don't think that this one is as informative or as funny. Okay. I, I could see that. Like, I think the um, half in the bag was more informative. Yes. They were more strongly critiquing the film and talking about its structure. Yeah. And Best of the worst should definitely be more of a comedy yeah. type of thing. I, I could see that. And then we get to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep, another yes. half in the bag. Which I really like this one. Yeah. Uh, again. So did I. Yeah, it was, we all saw the movie. Yep. Um, the video, just like Dan is saying, it's very informative because like these guys know their shit. They mm -hmm. know more about Quentin Tarantino than I do, and I love Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. um, they were making a lot of jokes about like, just like things like Quentin Tarantino loves feet. And then you're like, oh my yeah. God, I never realized that until you're saying Oh, you it. never heard oh, that? Yeah. But like, now I get it. Yeah. And well, and they do cool things. Like they reference his him talking about violence in movies and then they show a clip of him it's from the so news. It's so much fun, Jan. So, it's so good. 
this is another one where I'm like, oh, this would be a good podcast. But then they show those videos. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Like this yeah. adds a lot to it. Yeah. Um, too long though. It was long. Mm. Um, I don't. That's not taking any points away from it for me. But it was a long video. And but but I get it because before internet videos, people would watch TV shows and they'd be, you know, an hour long, a half hour long. And now we've transitioned to videos and like, maybe you only want to watch something for 10 minutes, but like, this is like a TV show. I I understand that when you watch this, you know what you're watching. It is very TV like. Yeah, it is. I struggled with this though, because I kept finding myself bored and then questioning, why are you so bored? It's only a little bit longer than a half an hour TV show or whatever. Mm. And I think what it boiled down to for me is that, um, there's no commercials. There's no, there's nothing to break it up. So not only commercials, but they're also on this one continual topic. They're not reviewing three TV shows. They're not reviewing three movies. But they do like with the last one, they broke it up with the Star Trek talk. That to me was perfect pacing. Because, like, even the joke about, like, oh, you know what the last episode of The Next Generation was called? Thanos. That I laughed out loud at that. That's very funny because yeah. it's a throwback and they were breaking it up. And they did break it up with a lot of the talk. But, like, I don't know. Um, The Force Awakens trailer. Now, was this just, like, a special one-off thing? It doesn't fit into any yes. of their, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started watching this, and I hate reaction trailers. Yep. They're so fake. <laughs> they're so forced. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, why the hell did Jimmy put this on here? <laughs> And then I got the joke. Yeah. And then I laughed uncontrollably. I had the same reaction. And I was like wheezing. I was laughing so hard because it kept going. The minute yeah. I started watching it and when Finn's head pops up and he went, <gasps> I was like, oh, God, nobody really reacts <laughs> that know, way. Me too. And I'm like, because there was there was a reaction for the Rise of Skywalker video that went viral. Yeah. It was like some guy that did these reactions and it was just like that. Yeah, it was way so over, over the, the top. top. Like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. like when I watch those trailers, I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. you smile, you but get I'm, excited. I'm like, oh. And then he goes, the Falcon. And he jumps up <laughs> and then he runs. Away. I need to and play with a Star Wars toy. And then I was like, this is great. And then he yeah. he jerks off the droid, which was mentioned in the. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. I, yeah. I, I forgot um, that that was mentioned in the Star Wars special. So I, I should have flipped them. But yeah, but like now I get it. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm I get this channel more now. And it was was so well done and it was three minutes yeah that's yeah. it this was Short my favorite thing point. it was really good <laughs> great joke i laughed so hard i cried and i wheezed Funny. The, prob- the problem with this though is how do you make a whole channel out of like you can't keep oh, yeah. doing that no but like they they have they have they have the bread and butter then they're like i have an idea to do this and they do it and they get a lot of views and they get paid for it so yeah. whatever it's funny so um Funny enough, my friend Billy was inadvertently put on an episode of something on Red Letter Media because he does do he did do those reaction videos. Oh, and like he was in real one cringy of the, ones. Yeah, he was in one of the uh, compilations that they made fun of, and we made fun of him for no. That's awesome. I can't believe he was on Red Letter Media. So then we get to the Nerd Crew episode two, and I was like, "This is actually just a podcast they're filming," which yeah. goes to the point of why not just listen to a podcast. And then I quickly realized it's not. Mm, and it's yeah. very, very well structured. It's very meta. Um, what'd you think of it? I ended up loving it. Really? That's good. I thought I, it, I kind of figured so you would. I was like, okay, this is funny. It took me like a minute and I'm like, all right, this is not real. Like I still yeah. don't know the guy's names. I know the left guy, the middle guy, <laughs> and the right guy. Yeah. And like the two guys, like the the two guys from the half in the bag, Mike, Mike and Jay. Mike and Jay. They're like the straight men in this. Yeah. And then the other guy who jerked off the droid is... <laughs> his name Rich? Rich, yeah. Rich Evans. He's just a silly boy. And not only do they 
pull off acting serious but still being funny so you're mostly referring to the unboxing stuff at the end but but i'm getting to that part but even before that even just the way they edit is amazing comedy editing yeah it is very good um i thought the unboxing stuff was really fun but i i didn't really like the beginning where they were making fun so much of the logo and the title and stuff because you're kind of like that yeah i can't get into the cine like there's too much cynicism with star wars but i don't think that it was real i think that like the part where i think they're they're more making fun of the people who take these little tiny things that don't mean anything and build it like that's part of the fun of franchise stuff like you take these little things and you build it up and you have theories and but i'm right on that borderline of those people who make reaction videos like i'm not going to go that far (laughs) but i am like incredibly excited by a new title no but like it's yeah me too but it's so funny like oh the return of the jedi is red and the last jedi is red and they're both jedi and they're both red and a lot of it is in good fun and then when they showed the graphic and they stood up and did the round of applause (laughs) but the cameras don't move it's just (laughs) below their neck and they were clapping for a a comically long amount of time yeah i think it's great because they didn't because they themselves are fans and they probably are those people as well I don't think they're doing that. And then they got to the nerd box thing, which I thought at first was a real promo. Yeah. And they keep going <laughs> into it. And they're like, oh, it's the 16th best geek box. <laughs> and then the unboxing, I was I was dead during all of it. It kept getting so much better <laughs> and so much better. And I I think that Rich didn't really know what was in no, there. No, he didn't. Because <laughs> he kept going. And like they do one of my favorite things on SNL when they're trying not to break character, <laughs> but because like the guys on the left, this isn't live. They could have easily edited that yeah. out, redid it, but, but they they're kept like it trying <laughs> not to laugh and they're cutting back and forth to that. And like, even in the superhero box, there's like a little BB eight sticker on it. It was so, <laughs> cause like I almost stopped the video. I was like, Oh, they're just like, whatever. It's not going to be the funny. Ray figure. That was really a ghostbuster. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> And then at the end, when he threw himself on the floor, which obviously wasn't planned and almost knocked down these very expensive (laughs) cameras, the whole video was amazing. Yeah. I loved it It, because the humor was so subtle until it was slapstick. Yeah. And they transitioned to those so well. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because you said that like once, like not ironically, I don't know, one of our episodes, and I thought that was a Red Letter Media reference. No, because so I when assumed. I was watching this, I was like, that's why Jimmy mentioned me saying cool when we were saying cool to each other back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. It was good. Yeah. I'm uh, glad you liked it, Jeff. Dan didn't it so much. He's, yeah. His, he's like tight This is about right what now. I expected. I think it's going to be a split. Next, we're going to be going into some Star Wars stuff. Yes, and this is where I think Dan's SJW is yep. coming out. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Mr. Plinkett's opinions on Rogue One. Yes. yes. So this is the Mr. Plinkett uh, character that I was talking about that uh, originally made the video for the Phantom Menace. That he he made them for all the prequels and uh, also I think all the the new movies too. I still don't quite get the mythology or like the story behind Mr. Plinkett. It's just but goofy. Whatever. We're we're going with it yeah so i actually like what he had to say about rogue one i mean rogue one's not a perfect movie right right i, I recently too. rewatched it and i told jimmy that i liked it more now than i did yeah. when it first came out and i still stand by that but i get i do agree with what he was saying about uh the movie only makes sense if you have the context of the other movies yeah. which is fine though see i don't think that's a bad thing 
Yeah, I think he's just, it's a criticism, which yeah. criticism is fine. And yeah. is this character usually cynical? Is yes. that his whole point? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I think the length of this video is better for like what they're trying to do. Right, I, and there's yeah. no, there is a video concept, but like you don't have to watch it. Well, I guess this comes down to my main problem with the video, which is that I just don't care about the Mr. Plinkett thing. I wish that whoever was doing the voice for that or whoever wrote that just did that. Uh, that is Mike, uh, the the Star Trek guy, and he said that he wanted to do a review of uh, the Phantom Menace, but his voice was too boring, so he came up with the character, which I kind of like. Which yeah, I could I see that in the beginning, that. but I wish now that they're bigger and have a more successful channel, I would I mean, like to have them. They've done a ton of videos on but, every Star but Wars. The movie. voice wasn't yeah. like so crazy that it took me out of it. Yeah. It was just, it was just a different silly voice. But or I, they I, should get someone to actually animate the whole scene instead of just still images with voiceovers. They do have some for the bigger ones, like the uh, of the Force Awakens and um, uh, what's the second one? What's the second? Great. The Last Jedi. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Yeah, they do have some live action segments and stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah, which I I really like, but uh, those are like over an hour long, so that's why I didn't choose them. Yeah. Right. I, I disagree with like some of the things he said, but yeah. they're all but yeah. fair. Everything he said was fair. That's even what if I it's like not about what I uh, what I feel myself. Yeah, that's what I like about Red Letter Media is that a lot of the time I will disagree with a lot of things, but I I I like that they justify a lot of it. So that's why I like them. And yeah. then Jimmy did a great job of putting his response to the responses yeah. of this, which video. I just thought were funny. I thought it was funny too because a lot of people, you know, just. <laughs> I disagree loved, with them and they make comments and then yeah. he comments back and it's I, the same thing like i pretty much agreed with everything he said yeah even if i didn't agree with it they're all fair points i did love him uh miss uh the misspelling the misspelling it reminded me a lot Alec. of like strong bad yeah strong bad emails yeah that was funny um he was just like i mean i'm sure there was a lot that didn't have misspellings and poor grammar yeah, but, but he specifically chose pointed those. them out yeah yeah which i just think is funny guts. yeah it was funny to have these two paired back to back together like that. It yeah. fits as one video almost. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four. Right. The last two videos we have are a Ghostbusters eighty four review, and then later we'll get to another Ghostbusters. Uh, great job pairing them up, Jimmy. Thank you. Um, long videos, so Dan, you can complain about that if you want. Hmm. <laughs> complain. <laughs> nice. Uh, Dan, why don't you start this one? I mean, it seems to be a pretty straightforward uh critique. If you can call it a critique. It's a critique and a love story yeah, at the same time. basically a love yeah. fest of 1984's Ghostbuster, which I love that movie. It's great. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it the perfect film like they do. Well, I mean, it's for, perfect a, for comedy, a genre comedy film. It's yeah. very well yeah. done. Um, it's a loved movie. It's definitely one of my favorites. I think they could have edited. There's some tangents and stuff that could have been cut out and made this a tighter video. Yeah. Um, overall... Watching it, I was quivering in fear over what they would say about Ghostbusters 2016. Is this the one, because I watched them back to back, in this one, they had only seen the trailer at this yes. point? Okay, because I was like, oh, why are they just talking with the trailer? Like, I'd love yeah. to see what they actually thought about the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Dan, what did you think about what they had to say about the trailer? Yeah, I mean... Do they make valid points? Yes. Are they using knowledge of film and writing and acting to criticize? Yes. But at some point, when a pattern starts to emerge that the things you are criticizing tend to be the other, meaning female, mm. people of color, 
at some point you have to wonder if subconsciously there is a uh, a harsher viewpoint on those on the part of these hosts again mm. you can they can defend themselves and point out specifics but i just think that they're looking at the world through the prism of being a white male i'm going to disagree with you of course you are no 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 just based based on the context of red letter media and what we've seen so far and what they've said before and how i felt when that trailer came out because i like three of those four actresses that they mm-hmm. did and i was excited for the movie when i heard about it before the trailer came out kate mckinnon kristen wig some of my all-time favorite snl cast members i was mm-hmm. like that's good casting uh melissa mccarthy i don't like just as a an actress leslie jones is good when she's utilized correct when she's not being an actress i don't think she mm. is good with following a script but like when she's on weekend update I laugh a lot and she's very good. And like, yeah, if you're making a comedy movie, throw her in it. That's fine. Um, then the trailer comes out and I did not like the trailer when it came out. It it didn't have the same, it, it didn't have like the same love that you would have had, had it been the original cast. Um, not, not just a remake with guys. Like if it was a remake with four dudes with four different actors, I could have felt the same way. Cause like, you know, when Ninja Turtles came out, like Mm. that's a bad trailer. Like, I mean, they're animated, but they're still like boy turtles. You know, it's, it's not a female thing. I think that they are purely judging the trailer at that point when this was filmed on the merits of the trailer. And I don't think it's, uh, one of those stupid comic skates or whatever the they call it. Sorry, Jim. Well, I'm going to go a little bit further and say that it's, I don't think that it's necessarily a female thing. I I think in this case for it's Ghostbusters, a thing? yeah, or... it's a it's a new generation thing. Mm. They they kind of come off like grumpy, like these millennials. No, because you did say female and people of color when you were first criticizing them. Yeah, but I'm also hearkening back to what they had to say about the new story. Well, that's Wars a movies. different story. Yeah, I all I'm saying is they seem to be from what we saw establishing a pattern that I'm not thrilled with. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so based on you, you think that they're. I think they, they have women a, a little also. bit of a bias of the other. And what I mean by that is that there's something that sometimes these fanboys have that I don't have, which is the idea of possession over their um, properties and entitlement over their properties. Meaning like, this is our thing and we want it done our way. I don't oh, think that's I totally unfair. disagree. Yeah, I... They just spent an hour talking about how Ghostbusters is a perfect movie. They're defending it, what they love and, and they, then, they want more of it, how that is to continue. I don't well, think that's I think unfair. they just don't want Ghostbusters to be remade. I think yeah. that's their stance on it. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Like back to the future. You if they made a fourth with the same cast and creators. I want to watch that. I mean, maybe not now because like they're getting a lot older, but I would, I would have wanted to watch that if they're remaking it with, uh, Chris Hemsworth's little brother as Marty McFly. I don't. I'm not interested in that. I don't want to see it. Yeah, that's fine. But when it starts to cross the line into like being an attack because you feel like they've ruined your thing, that's what I'm not interested in. Mm, I don't look at it as an attack. I, can I think see, it's a criticism. I if you ask me saying. what I think of Ghostbusters 2016, I tell you, we'll, we'll get there. 
Well, we're there. This okay. is these two videos kind of run together. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were not into Ghostbusters 2016, mm-hmm. but the stuff the stuff that bothers me was when they start to talk about how it's an attack against fans of the Ghostbusters. Listen, I don't remember them saying that at all. They said that a lot. They were talking but, about how literally the monster is the does, Ghostbusters why symbol. Why does that upset you so much? Because we don't own these properties. They don't owe us anything. They provided us no. with wonderful entertainment. And guess what? If the new Ghostbusters is bad, which I personally think it is, no skin off my back. No, but wouldn't you have preferred it to be good? Wouldn't you have wanted a third movie that you can watch in a row? And I'd just prefer if fun? they didn't make it. Well, yeah, but they did. So since they did, and it's obviously they even bring up in the thing, like, yes, this this could have been any movie that they put the Ghostbusters logo on for a cash grab. If they just made it like a paranormal movie, it wasn't going to make as much money as a Ghostbusters thing because of curiosity. I didn't see it in theaters because I had no interest in it. I ended up renting it and watching it because whatever, I had two hours mm-hmm. to kill. It took me three tries to get through it because it's dreadful, but like I wanted to have spent that $2 if it wasn't Ghostbusters. If it was just like four people catching ghosts, I'd be like, Melissa McCarthy pass, looks bad, looks like bad CG, not into it. Yeah, but the difference is, that's where you stand, just like me, that you watched it and it was bad and that's that's it. They're getting more personal than that. And I got personal when Michael Bay made Bad Ninja Turtles movies because that's a franchise that I love and is like ingrained in my yeah, heart. Yeah, and I'm against that too. Yeah, but like I feel- You need to be able to let go of these franchises and just say, that's a bad movie. Or no, and- sometimes you have to say, that's a movie that maybe not for me. Doesn't yeah, but you could still be angry about it. Like I did. Nah, I disagree. About since that. we're comparing turtles, because that's my Ghostbusters mm-hmm. to them, the new series is terrible. And I stopped watching it, and I was like, I can't do this to myself. And I let it go, but I'm still upset. Would I have? I want them to make a good series. They can. Everything's there. It's almost too easy to make a good series, and they refuse to. And even the toys are selling like garbage because. Kids don't want them as much anymore. Listen, I don't want to get bogged down in this. All I do. This is the last <laughs> video. We have time. Yeah, all I'm saying is there's a difference between what you're saying, which is that you're not happy with the product that made for whatever these you know genres are or whatever. There's a difference between that and then going and creating content attacking it because now Why? you're putting because you're putting negativity out into an environment that's already super negative. And maybe there are people who love the new Ninja Turtles. My seven year old niece loves it. Why does she have to go online and see adult people trashing it? She doesn't have to. There's no reason a seven-year-old would watch red-letter media videos. Jeff, you know what I'm saying. I Yes, I We, we have that. issues between us about other things like this. I just think you can separate yourself from a property and say, I love Star Wars. This Star Wars, not my favorite, and move on. Yeah, that's what I did with episode eight. Okay, but these guys aren't. Well, it's their job not to. Okay. People people watch their videos, which in turn pays their rent to hear their opinions. And do you agree that people tend to seek out opinions that match their own? Yes, I do agree with that. So do you agree that if you have a channel that has a trend towards negative bias towards the other, whether it's women young people people of color whatever i don't think red letter media has that particular bias they might have an entitlement which is totally different from a bias against a group of people you could be right I there i don't think but it's they shared do. by those people 
yeah, but how do you, do you just stop making content that like there, I, right now, I don't know them personally, but from what I've seen, I do not believe them to be sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, anything that alt-right believes. That's uh, that's my perception of these people. So should they stop making videos where they're like, hey, I love Ghostbusters. This new movie just came out. Let's talk about it. I didn't like it, so let me not talk about how I didn't like it. Should they just not talk about it because there's a group, a fringe group of terrible humans that will be like, I agree with you. I think there's what a, if it's what if it's about food? Listen, and like, we do. I, a, I hate McDonald's, and there's some all right guy. It's like, yeah, Big Mac. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> this is getting to be too much. <laughs> I mean, look, this is all I want to say. Let me just end on this. We're a podcast. We create content, and yes. we talk about our likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, as someone who's putting content out into the world, you have to have a level of introspection and look at what you're doing. I don't think that would we would do a bunch of podcasts where we were tearing down things that seemed to be a trend. We did it for several years. We have changed. Okay. My point, You, we changed. We said going into this, we didn't want to put negativity out there. Yeah, that's fine, but I okay. don't. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but we've also trashed stuff on the show. We went hard on Erased. What if Erased was hugely yeah, beloved? Exactly. Listen back. Listen to what you said versus what I said. I said, this is not for me. I don't like this, but I'm open to other anime. And you said, all anime is garbage. All anime contains pedophilia. <laughs> I don't So think I... go watch Red Letter Media. I'm not gonna. Wow. Wow, I think we got his answer. I'm sorry. I don't want to turn this into a big thing, but... <laughs> I just And I don't I, think I, these guys are the worst at it. I think that it's fine, but... I thought their review of Ghostbusters 2016 was accurate. I thought it was funny. And I thought that... They didn't say anything offensive. Okay. Well, I think I got my answer. Jeff, were you talked into it? Yeah, it was very funny. Okay. I thought that they were great. This is a weird episode. This went off on a tangent. Sorry. I mean, let's talk about the other stuff. Like, even if they didn't do, if you didn't include these last couple of videos, I was still going to be a no. I, I thought they were funny and informative, but just too long for me. You know I'm not a YouTube guy. It was a lot. <laughs> not for me a YouTube s- man. It was a lot for me to sit sit in front of. I me. thought Dan. I thought you were going to be a yes. I thought Dan was too because I did think the Star Wars stuff was very funny. I just I'm not looking for negativity. That's all I'll say. Wow. I, I mean, out of one video positive. out of thousands. No, I mean, like I said, the, the so, Star Wars. So stuff. what if what if Ghostbusters 2016 with the exact same cast and creators was great? What about it? And they're like, this is amazing. You'd like it just because it's positive. Things can be bad and they're reviewing a bad thing. I'm not doing this again. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take this sort of as a success. Jeff, I'm super happy that you (laughs) like it. Dan, I super disagree with you, but that's okay. Listen, I don't want to come off as a bad guy and I'm not attacking red letter media. I think a lot of what they say is good and I don't think they have bad beliefs. All I'm saying is that I would hope that they, over their course of all their videos, they're self-critical and self-analytic about what they're putting on the internet. Yeah. Well, that's it, an older video too. That's three years old. And I'm, you know, I, we watch a lot of stuff. We read a lot of stuff. It takes a lot for me to add something new to my lexicon of what I'm into. So yeah. this didn't make it, but if you're into red letter media, more power to you. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like watch every video, but if something looks interesting, I'll put it on. They have like a short look. I'm definitely going to watch those like nerd podcast things. Yeah, those are funny. I would probably check check those out specific really things too. Like I, I saw a little thumbnail for them reviewing it. I, I almost clicked on it. If I had more time, I might have. Mm. If it was 10 minutes long, I definitely would have. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take that. So what are we doing next week, guys? <laughs> Something a little lighter. Dan and I are rekindling our now-destroyed friendship, and we are joining forces to try to talk Jimmy into one of my personal heroes, mm. Andy Kaufman. Yes. Or Kaufman, depending <laughs> on where you're from. Jimmy, what's your exposure to Andy Kaufman? Nothing. Uh, I Ooh, know of great. him, but yeah, that's. I know he's very avant-garde. And uh, I know we're we're probably going to get a little weird in the next episode. Oh yeah, he's wacky. Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun one. So we're putting together a YouTube playlist mm. um, with some of his television performances, um, some of his live performances, just some some stuff. We're not going to have you watch Man on the Moon, which is a pretty accurate biopic, mm. just because that's Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's Jim Carrey. It's a lot. Um, we are going to be watching a movie called I'm from Hollywood. Okay. Um, I have I couldn't find the whole thing online, um, but it, it's an hour long video that was released in 1989. Um, I personally own the VHS tape. We'll get into that later. Um, see if you could rent it. See if you could find it somewhere online. It is not on Amazon Prime. <laughs> we just found out. <laughs> So um, I'm going to bring it here and we could just watch it together. Cool. Um, we'll talk about it in depth. People might have seen clips from it. Anyway, we are, we're going to. We'll post a list. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. In the meantime, Jeff, where can people find us online? On Twitter, which is very positive for everybody yeah. in the world at Talk Me Into. You can go to our website at talk, or talk me into, at talkmeinto.com. Um, talkmeinto.com just has all of our episodes there nothing fancy but if you want to get fancy you can head on over Ooh. to patreon.com slash talkmeinto there's some there's some little goodies up there content there is content yes that's what the goodies are yeah I'm referring to the content as goodies yes Dan where can people find you personally on the internet you can find me on twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown Jim they can find me on Twitter at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H, and Instagram, Son of a Fitch as well. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Going to my Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-27. Oh, whoops. I'll lean in when I got to talk. I want you to change his name in your phone to fucking brittle boy. I don't even eat brittle that much. You've been eating it for four fucking hours. It's really good. Your teeth are going to fall out. You don't go to the dentist for 15 years. Things will happen. That's you. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You can start, Jim. Oh, my gosh. All right. Ugh. <clears throat> okay, fellas. Nope. No more brittle. <laughs> Wait, 20 minutes. He's going for another piece. Put the plastic down. It's crunchy. It's probably delicious. You'll have brittle in 20 minutes. Let's just please finish this. We still have a lot of housekeeping to do after we record. Let's do this, please. You can eat all the brittle you want.
What's up, guys? You like movies? You like cleverly named cocktails? The one you listen to pop? Pour. Review! A podcast where we review movies, all while drinking some cocktails. Join us every Monday as we discuss new movies, old movies, and everything in between. New episodes Mondays at 7 Eastern. Come have a drink with us. Thank mm-hmm. you.